Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, January 10th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions or maybe make big life decisions. And maybe, just maybe, check out where you are with your finances before you make that big life decision. And it doesn't have to be radical. It can be a minor decision, or it could be something radical. Either way, we would love to hear from you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you would like to come on the air, either audio or video. Or if you just want to send us an email, we do email episodes because we know there's some shy folks out there. That's okay. We're very good. We're very happy to have the shy folks too. Let's let's give a little bit of a shout out to the shy folks. We're going to start with Dustin, who is subject is the, quote, right time for fixed income. So the message starts, first, a warm welcome to the Compound family. Oh, that's so great. That is our video content, gang. That's our YouTube show, Jill on Money, powered by the Compound. And uh, Dustin goes on, says, looking forward to the great content. Now, for the matter at hand, I'm looking at an early retirement within the next six years and would like to, as I'm sure all do, safely live off the income from my investments. Okay. While I realize that market timing is a dead-end street, I can't help but think that now could be the time to seriously consider my asset allocation and begin slowly adjusting to add fixed income vehicles like an aggregate bond fund. However, I stand to inherit a considerable amount of money in the future and feel that rebalancing my portfolio now may be premature. Okay, here we go. I'm 43, single, no debt, no kids. I conservatively average $15,000 each year in contributions to my investment accounts. I'm a homeowner, two times, oh, two homes, both paid in full, total value $500,000. I have $280,000 invested, $54,000 Roth, $40,000 in a traditional IRA, 
five grand in a 401k with a full match of 3%, 181,000 in a regular brokerage account. With the exception of $47,000 in the S&P 500 exchange traded fund, everything is in a similar S&P type of fund. Okay, so the inheritance, $250,000 in cash. Hmm. My lifestyle, no expensive habits or hobbies, but I do intend to pick up gardening, an occasional vacation, volunteer work at a local animal shelter, and season tickets to see my fighting Irish. The big question, is now the time to begin adding to fixed income? A huge thank you again. Welcome to the Compound Family. All right. So, I mean, you don't tell us the when. So you said exactly. You said maybe in the next six years. That's an awful long time to be planning for a retirement. So I guess my first question is, what do you really need to live on? I don't think you tell me that. You say, I average, you're putting 15 grand into your investment account. You do all your home, you do own your home outright. But how much money are we trying to generate from these assets? You've got a nice amount of money that's saved for a 43-year-old. But this is not enough money that's going to allow you to live in a lifestyle that perhaps you're living on now. How much do you earn right now? Okay, so that's the bigger question. I need more like of the financial planning aspect of this. In terms of should you be adding some some bonds or fixed income to your portfolio? Sure, absolutely. I'm not saying that you should be blowing out of your brokerage account money and creating a tax liability, but you have a Roth, you have a traditional IRA, and you have a 401k. Why not start adding your bond positions in those accounts where you're not going to trigger a tax liability. And I think at the very least, if you know that you're going to be looking to retire early, whether that's in six years or whether that's in 16 years, which would also be early, I will tell you that I think it's a great time for you to be adding some sort of fixed income. I would do it in the retirement accounts and I would do like 20% of the retirement accounts, maybe 30%. And then if you inherit this money um, and it's not 250, it's 500, you can allocate at that time. But don't trigger a tax liability in the investment accounts. Here's another one about retiring early. It's from Jackie, not my Jackie. This is great. This is like a compound group. So Jackie says, hi, Jill. Before I get to why I wrote you, I wanted to tell you that I recently saw you on the compound. I love those guys and you were a welcome addition. I have since started watching your Jill on Money podcast. I enjoy the rational, no-nonsense advice you provide. I hope you can offer me guidance as well. Thank you in advance. This is awesome. Yay! I'm loving this compound, Mark. My husband and I are turning 50 later this year, and we've seriously started to think about retiring at 55. they got two kids, so they got five more years. The kids are now 16 and 13. Jackie makes $350,000 and says that her income is stable. Her husband is currently unemployed and our annual expenses are $250,000, including the taxes that they're paying. So she says this leaves us with $100,000 annually for saving, investing into 401k, college 529s, non-retirement accounts, and cash reserves. Okay. She's maxing out her 401k. She will start including the catch-up contribution, $7,500. And as of now, all of the 401k is traditional pre-tax. Beginning in 2024, I plan to start contributing to a Roth 401k. 
Here's the net worth. $4.2 million. Wow. Um, the house is paid off. No outstanding debt. Um, they've got three hundred forty grand in high-yield savings CDs. They have seven hundred ninety grand in non-retirement brokerage accounts. About a third of the money is in an S&P 500. The remainder is large-cap stocks that we've picked over the years, sort of our fun money trading account. Two hundred grand in five twenty-nine accounts. Um, they're still contributing six thousand dollars to each account. Two point one million in pre-tax four hundred one ks. About two thirds in an S and P five hundred. A third in target date retirement fund, which is sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds. And eh, why do you need a target date fund? I don't know. Whatever. Okay, twenty five grand in rollover Roth IRAs. Uh, one home valued at six hundred fifty grand, three cars, eighty five grand. Term life insurance for both. Okay, you ready for this, Mark? Assuming we remain a single income family for the foreseeable future, is retirement at age fifty five reasonable for me? Us? Do you believe we have enough non retirement assets to bridge us from fifty five until we start accessing our retirement accounts? I currently have the family's health insurance through my job. <sighs> That's rough. That's a major expense during the bridge time to Medicare. Health insurance would be the main reason we would postpone retirement. Okay. We could also use some help with our risk profile. The majority of our investments are S&P 500. We've never been big fans of bonds, which is one of the reasons we have so much money tied up in short-term cash investments. After seeing a bonds faring fair during the last market cycle, we're hesitant to throw large sums of money into bond funds. They don't seem to be providing the, quote, safety they have in the past. What asset allocation target would you recommend for us given our age and situation? We've always invested looking for return, accepting the market fluctuations with retirement seeming so far off into the future. But now may be the time to start rethinking that theory. Even if that is the case, we're looking at 30 years in retirement, we'll need the return of stocks in the future. If you would recommend bonds or other investment vehicles, what's the most tax-friendly way to go about reallocating our portfolio, Jackie? (sighs) Mm, I don't know about this plan. They spend a lot of money. They spend a lot of money is right. So, Jackie, I'm not going to tell you, like, how to spend your money. That's not my thing. But 250 grand is a lot of money. And that says to me, I think it's not just that it's the health insurance, but I think that we need a little bit more time to beef up some of your non-retirement brokerage accounts, okay? Two million in pre-tax is fine. And what I would do, first of all, just in allocation terms, you could take the 401k that is 65, it's in S&P 500, Take the 35% that's in a target date fund and start dollar cost averaging or move some of that money into bonds. Everyone has to stop being so afraid of bonds, especially when we're looking at four and a half from 5% of bond yields. Okay, so, you know. And and plus, between the S&P and a target date fund, there's a lot of overlap. Tons of overlap. You don't need it. So let's start there. That's easy, okay? When you think about retirement savings, if you look at your 4.2 million, you know, you don't really have $4.2 million because of that 4.2, you got some of this is a house. So take that out. And some of it is cars. Take that out. And what I look at that you have is and take out the 529 because guess what? That's going to get spent. Here's what you really have. You have two point. I'm going to just write this down for myself. There's 2.1 in pre-tax, right? 
pre-tax, there's three forty in cash. There's seven ninety in brokerage, right? And then there's a little bit. There's twenty five grand in, in in a Roth. Okay, so let's just look at that for a second. That's three million bucks, right? It's and it's not even three. It's probably like two eight after we pay the tax on the two one. So let's even say if I'm going to just say three million for your three million. Do you know what you could safely pull out of that account and live on? You could pull, um, let's say, thirty five grand per million. Okay. So if you think about that, and you've got you've got a hundred and five thousand dollars. Or maybe it's even more. Let's just give them more, Mark. Let's say it's 125000 It's only half of what the need is. How are we going to do this, Mark? Uh, unless there's something she's not telling us, like there's uh, some pensions or uh, a big, big inheritance that's uh, in the future. I'm not quite sure. I'm concerned that the idea, I mean, you, you're right, which is as you look about at a forward and you're thinking about retirement, I think it's great that you are thinking about retirement. I think that you're right when you're when you say I've got decades of retirement to fund, because I think this would really encourage me to encourage you to say 60. And at 60, here's what we're going to know. You let's pretend that, you know, you've got you're continuing to put money away. You've got 10 years to go. We know what the deal is with the kids. Everything's set. But you are going to have to really look at those annual expenses and see if they're really 250. I really need to know like net net what are you spending? Is it really 250 or is that like well no it's 250 and it's ca- and it's taxes and it isn't but like I want to know what the actual spend is. All right, this is um, from Allison who uh, says this is not meant to generate hate mail for you LOL. Hmm. Yeah, here that may- means it will. Uh, Allison owns her own business, lots of expenses run through it, hard to nail down expenses, personal versus business. She's 52 years old, has a 16 year old. She's got her own company, makes a half a million dollars a year out of the half a million, 110 in wages, 120 in K1. Okay. Bare bones expenses, if I were not working, would be 50 grand. That's what I want to know. Don't give me the bare bones. She needs to make like 200 grand. She puts her social security. She maxes out her retirement. She wants to pay for her college, kid's college education. That's easy. Wants to pay off her parents' mortgage, 125 grand. Wants to be financially secure and physically available to help her parents. She wants to hit her travel bucket list items, 25 grand a year until she's 65. She's only 52. She's got a house. Listen to this, Mark. $2 million house mortgage, 150 grand at 2.7%. Yowza. Investment property owned with a business partner. She's got life insurance and annuities. Ugh, this index annuity, this index universal life insurance policy um, that's got some long-term care. She's been sold a ton of insurance. And then she's got half a million dollars in a, in a brokerage account and then another six. Uh, 700 in retirement accounts, 100 grand in a 529, cash, cash, cash of 50, 100, about 125, 130. Concerned about healthcare costs for me and will probably pay for my teenager until age 26. Also in the middle of starting two passive investment businesses, which may provide income, but want to see if I can achieve these goals. Can she reach her goals? All right. Um, look. You got 50, you're 52 years old. 
this kid is a teenager. You're not going to like blow out of your business and do anything different until we get the kid through school. You're contributing money to our retirement in a big way, also to an HSA. Instead of putting the five grand a month into your investment account, I would be putting as much money as possible into the uh, 529 for the kid. There's 131,000, probably need a little bit more than that. It seems like you've been sold a ton of insurance. I don't get that. So I want to know more about how that happened. And is that the same person who's a financial advisor and is managing a half a million dollars? Also, I'm wondering about just the idea of how you're running things through the business and not people when you own your own business and you're telling me, oh, no, it's an expense of the business. You are the business. This is all the same money. So I want to make sure that we are really understanding what is running through the business that's a business expense, what is really your actual expenses. You don't spend a lot of money. If your bare bones is 50 grand, then I should presume that it's more like 100 grand a year, given your what you want to do. It seems all fine. You know, I think that if you're a, if you've got a 16 year old, we got to we, that's happening first, right? So we want to make sure that there is money that is going to be put towards this kid's education. And if you have to pull back on your brokerage contributions during college to help with that because a kid goes to a private university, absolutely possible to do that. It seems to me that, like I said, you have a lot of insurance and annuities, which I don't know, I'm never really crazy about, but you have a lot that is saved. So I don't see that there's going to be a big problem reaching many of these goals. If you would come on with us, I could probably figure out whether you can reach your goals. I think that my my initial is sure, but there's a lot of um, variables here. What do you think, Mark? I think it's all doable. Like you said, nothing really changes until the sun is uh, through school. And it helps because she says, you know, even even if she goes part time with very, very little effort, she can still gross 250000 Yeah. When you have those kind of numbers, absolutely. We think you can do this, but there are a lot of different parts of this. So I would encourage you to get back in touch with us. I'd love to have you on the air. I really would, because this kind of a conversation begs follow-up questions. And so I don't want to make you guys nuts. I know that some of you are a little shy and I get that, but I also know that we can do a lot to protect you. Promise. We really can. It's, it's not that hard to do. So I think that's it. Um, if you have a question, just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Ah, don't forget to subscribe to this show, the Jill on Money Show, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. Check out the new YouTube show, Jill on Money, powered by The Compound. We love it. We are so excited to be part of it. And that is, uh, that is like our newest venture, but we're always doing new stuff. So check all the stuff that we do on our website. Do me a favor, lift someone up, change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.